gathered together from the cosmic reaches of the universe here in this great hall of justice. Superheroes have to be around other superheroes. You know what I mean? That's the Hall of Justice is more about them just commiserating about their powers and less about them like actually fighting crime. Seth Everett is the best there is at what he does, bub. And what he does is the Hall of Justice podcast. Go, go, go with a smile. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Hall of Justice. This is a, like a two-parter. This is the, the second half of our Marvel-centric December. Uh, if you're listening to this, well, if you're listening to this on the day it was released, uh, I hope you had a nice Christmas. I hope you had a nice holiday, whatever you celebrate. Um, and it's our last podcast for 2021. However, if you're listening to this in the future, uh, then do us a favor. What's next after Omicron? Can you tell us? Can you, can you tweet me? Let me know what the future says, the flying car, whatever we have in 2022, because and this is our last episode of 2021. And God help us if I know what's coming in the, in the future. Um, if you waited a while, you know, it's very funny whenever there's a TV show to review, we have to wait till it's over. One of the things about this podcast that you should not do is you don't do an episode. You don't do an episode of a podcast about a series that's in the middle, because then what happens is something changes and it just becomes outdated instantly. Nothing is going to change until they come out with like season two of Hawkeye. Hawkeye was six episodes on Disney Plus. Ironically, it came out around the same time as Spider-Man No Way Home. There is a lot from Spider-Man I'm sure we will discuss today. Um, if you listen to last week, uh, we, we reviewed that intensely and we addressed Hawkeye. But the funny part about that is we recorded the Spider-Man podcast before episode six, the finale of Hawkeye had come out. Uh, joining us today to uh, help us review this is a guy who said, anything marvel so i'm saying i give him the brass ring he, didn't, he refuses to do a dc podcast which is funny i i, I he just has some kind of prejudice against uh, dc but hey listen that's that's for him uh he he's a disney man through and through uh eddie pence is the uh, host of a number of podcasts he's a stand-up comedian uh has a comedy special on amazon prime we've had him on to talk about him and his special this is not that episode. He's then come back. I think this is like his fourth time coming back to the Third podcast. Or fourth, yeah. So let, let's be honest. Uh, you know, the intros, if you need to know about Eddie Pence, just go back into the archives. You'll find all, all you need to know about Eddie Pence and listen to his podcast that he does with Ralph Garman, who's also been on this podcast, The Ralph Report, which is uh, one of the funniest podcasts you'll ever hear on earth. Uh, in, in the history of podcasting, it's absolutely hysterical. Eddie, welcome back. Thanks hey. for doing this. What, what is your issue? Why do you hate DC so much? I don't hate DC. I'll come back and do DC. Okay. 
It won't be as glowing as Marvel. No, you'll, but you'll rip will, Suicide will do... Squad. That'll be that'll be. You want to do Peacemaker? How about that? You'll do Peacemaker. I, I will do Peace. I, I'm excited yeah. about Peacemaker. I'm actually excited about Peacemaker. I'm excited for that. That it's series gonna suck so much. That's why I'm excited for it. <laughs> it's going to be so bad. We didn't do an episode. I will say in January and already the tangents. Um, we didn't do an episode <laughs> dedicated to Titan season three. I thought Titan season three was fantastic. Now I got to watch Titans. I have not watched Titans oh, yet. See, and I heard that's the best. That's why you hate DC. That's right? the best DC thing out there is Titans. Yes. We had so. uh, Judd Winnick who created the uh, red hood on, and we talked about Titans in that episode. We didn't do it all on the show. We talked about the comic book as well. But um, yeah, it's season three. They deal with Jason Todd and the Red Hood. Oh, really? It's pretty. Dumb. See, I got to tune into Titans because everyone keeps telling me like, I know you hate it's DC, great. Eddie, but like tune in Titans and you'll change you your mind. DC. I know that's that should be your name. I know the problem is I love Eddie. the comics. I grew I up on DC more the than cartoons Marvel. are amazing. Like, I love DC. I know. But People I just listen to this. Just shut up and talk about Hawkeye. Um <laughs> All right. So uh, Hawkeye came out and, I, you know, for this, I had very low expectations, only in the sense that we're from a show standpoint that yeah. Marvel was in what I called a Marvel slump. Uh, I didn't love Eternals and I didn't love Loki. I liked Shang-Chi a lot, but I didn't love Shang-Chi. I just I thought for Marvel, instead of hitting homers and, and grand slams, they were hitting singles and doubles. Um, Loki, I didn't love. We, you and I were on the Loki show. Yeah, we talked Loki. And I just thought it was way too much talking. And it just, just, it was like so much introspective. And it was just, it was like, it was like someone like guest wrote that episode, that issue of the comic book. And it was just, these are all chapters of this massive book, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yes. Yes. Hawkeye is uh, exceeded my expectations a thousandfold in that. It was compelling. I was curious where it was going. It was a bit of a mystery, but even the boring parts are so enjoyable. They're so fun to listen to. Haley Steinfeld owns this show and Jeremy Renner is better in this than he is in all of the Avengers movies, including the one where he has to fight Black Widow to get the uh, the the, sto- the soul stone. Well, um, he was given the most to do in the series as that, that character has been given more to do in the series than he has the entire run. He has in the movies. It, it was, it was sure. incredible, but Renner, but he answered the call, you know, oh, absolutely. did. And you like that. It's the same guy. Like you're saying, I don't want to be introduced to a new Hawkeye. I want to be introduced to the guy that talked to Wanda in age of Ultron. Right. I want to talk to that guy. And yeah. you do. And yeah, you absolutely do. What was your initial reaction to Hawkeye? I, I had the same expectations as you did going. In. I didn't have any expectations for Hawkeye. I, I remember watching the preview for it when it came out. I'm like, oh, it's Christmas themed. It's coming out around the holidays. That'll be yeah. fun. That's all I, I know. Thought. And like, I don't want to sound like a Scrooge, but I've been mean, like Christmas has been shoved down my throat so much. Your other podcast is so obsessed with Christmas <laughs> that it is. It was just like, I don't have anything to do with the content. Of podcast. Oh, my God. Enough with the Christmas. God, I sound like such a Scrooge. You I, are a little bah humbug about it. I am. But I, I don't am. have anything to do with. I just show up and talk stupid on that one. But uh-huh. like going into Hawkeye, like. I was, yeah, it was just a holiday thing. I was like, usually you get a holiday thing and it's it's never timed up with the holidays. I'm like, oh, this is kind of cool. It's working pretty well. Like the Ted Lasso Christmas special came out in July. I'm like, yeah, that felt it, weird it would be me. good to come out now. Right. 
So I went in. What no they could have held that episode and released that now, and it would totally be in because oh. that was an extra insert. So it didn't have anything to do with. Yeah, the it didn't match up to the storyline. Yeah. So yeah, they should have. But anyway, um, yeah, like I just totally enjoyed because I wanted to see Hawkeye. They've sound, they've sort of gone back and they gave Black Widow a movie to sort of fill in gaps with her character that we didn't know mm-hmm. about, and they've done that with Hawkeye here, but while at the same time introducing a new character, you know, Kate Bishop, the way they did with Yelena and uh black widow it's marvel does a great way of giving these smaller characters we haven't seen their due by giving them a series or movie and then but also using it for another purpose of introducing another character to push everything forward there was so many characters introduced in this show uh kate bishop uh becomes the next hawkeye the difference in the comic books is she's older but yeah. she's not a kid. She's 22. And, right. you know, I think because we know her, we know Haley Steinfeld's work. She'd been a teenager before in movies. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you don't think of her as 22. She's in school. You know, you, you just don't think of her in, in as as being a full fledged adult, you know, and there's no romantic anything because Linda Cardellini's in it. Yeah. You, you know, they, they they put the whole family in. They gave you what you thought was a basic plot, which yeah. was Hawkeye wants to get home for Christmas. Right. Like that was that was it. And this missing suit, you know, and, and, and the, the Ronin suit and the whole aspect, because I thought Hawkeye was going to deal a lot with Ronin, you know, that missing time during the blip of right. what was going through him. And you touch on that. You introduce all these other characters and. Echo is introduced in a brilliant way. Yes. Yeah. So good. Now I really want to see the Echo show. I want to see where that goes. Um, and, you know, I, I didn't say it at the beginning of the podcast, but I'm assuming this is spoilers. I mean, we, we the, the best thing about a podcast is you can spoil it because there's a warning on the podcast. Right. If you press warning. play, you're listening, <laughs> you know, there's spoilers. Um, and if you've seen Spider-Man, you kind of already know which spoilers coming. Well, but that's one of the topics I wanted to bring up. Yeah. And I, one of the things I wanted to ask you, um, Spider-Man uh, had its, its regular release date. Spider-Man was not delayed by COVID. Right. And so I wonder what was supposed to come first. Because if, if those things are happening simultaneously, you know, if you're thinking about a continuity and it's so continuity heavy because Black Widow touches on, I mean, I mean Hawkeye touches on Black Widow. It yeah. touches on Avengers. It taught it, it, it. There's so many other things. The introduction of the Kingpin coincides yeah. with the introduction of Matt Murdock in Spider-Man. And both accomplish a major goal. And I said this last week on the podcast is the Netflix shows happened. Like yeah. the, 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 the shows that I love so much happened. Yeah. And there's a value to that. Um, what did you think about the idea that once you see Matt Murdock, like if you see Matt Murdock in Daredevil and you know that in Spider-Man rather, does it, does it take away from the existence of Kingpin or vice versa? Technically, if you saw Spider-Man on its release day, you saw the photograph of the Kingpin. Does it take away from Matt Murdock's reveal well, in the in the in Spider-Man? It didn't for me. I saw like I saw Hawkeye on its release night at midnight on Tuesday, and because I'm on the West Coast, and then I saw Spider-Man Thursday, ten o'clock and ten p.m. So I saw them 
all right, right when they came 24, out. Twenty-four, about twenty-four yeah. hours. Apart. And I'm, I saw the picture of Kingpin. I knew when they kept talking about big guy, big guy, the big guy in the Hawkeye series. I know it's, it's like it's got to be Kingpin. It has to be Kingpin. Well, who and else heard, could it be? Right? Who else could it be? And they're dealing with nothing but organized crime and the underground. And so, and that's all Ronan did in that time during the blip was go around knocking out organized crime. So everything's leading to Kingpin. So I wasn't shocked when I saw the Kingpin photograph. But did you already... think at that point when they first start to hint that, did you think that it was Vincent D'Onofrio? I only would you have I'd been heard... annoyed if they brought in another Kingpin? Yes, I would have been like that because you had I... you had the perfect Kingpin. Why yeah. would you not use that Kingpin? Yeah, he's a perfect Kingpin. And then when I saw Spider-Man and you see the one clip with Matt Murdock in it, I was shocked because I didn't know if they were going to do it. I'd heard the rumors that Matt Murdock was going to be in the movie for a minute or two. But when I saw it, I, it got me because I was not, my guard was down about it. I was waiting to see Andrew Garfield and Tommy McGuire and all those guys. I wasn't expecting Matt Murdock. And mm -hmm. when it popped up, I was like, oh, wow, there it is. Yeah. So yeah, and, I was excited. It got me. Yeah. It, you know, in those shows, and if you go back into the archives of this podcast, we reviewed all those shows. Um, in that, those shows, they referenced the Avengers. Yeah. They referenced... Battle New York rents, and all everything. Rents were low. That's how they got their office. Yep. Murdoch and Foggy Nelson got their office because rents were low after the Chitari invasion. They called it the incident. They called it the incident. Very yes. good. They called it the incident, but it was they were talking about the Avengers. Yes. In Agents of Shield, they referenced the Kingpin. And there's a scene where there's a hostage situation in like season five of Agents of Shield. And Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., if you remember, was originally very continuity heavy yeah. uh, after Winter Soldier came out. Captain America Winter Soldier, the whole Hydra infiltrated S.H.I.E.L.D. And the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. reacted to that, which I thought was genius. Yeah. And then there was this hostage situation that they were watching on TV. And you know how, like, it was a fake CNN crawl on the bottom. Right. It said, you know, jury deliberations begin in the trial of Wilson Fisk. And I was like... Oh my God, they, that, they matter. Like, <laughs> so, so having that and having, you know, I'll, I'll give you my, my big theory about that gunshot at the end of C episode six. Yeah. You hear it. You, you did it. not go through all of that to kill Kingpin no. off camera. And in the comic books, Echo shoot blinds Kingpin. She shoots him in the eyes. Yeah. She shoots his eyes out. And he lives. Oh, I love having so, this podcast right now. So that is part of it. Like, so if anyone thinks Kingpin's dead, they, they don't really, they've never really read the comic books. Yeah. In my fantasy, because eventually yeah. they're going to tell this story. My fantasy is Daredevil uh, rescues or stops Maya from killing him. Oh, that'd be great. I mean, it'd be great in the Echo series if you're introduced to Matt right? Murdock. If, you just, if, Daredevil, if, yeah. if Matt Murdock's in the universe, he doesn't just be a lawyer. He he can be Daredevil and not have the show be about him. I yeah. don't think you need to have season four of Daredevil. No. I just want them to exist. And uh, you, You've already established Daredevil. You can have him pop in and out like the Hulk in any of right. the movies you can Hulk or him. series. Yeah. You can Hulk him. He doesn't need a series anymore. Totally. You know who he is. Totally. And, you know, give him his moments. Yes. You know, like like they did, um, you know, if they're if they're leading towards new Avengers, you know, yeah. with which with, looks like what they're doing. Well, it looks like it. I mean, it, it, it kind of that, that's what the comics yeah. did. And they introduced or Thunderbolt, even a Thunderbolts. It looks like they're going towards the Thunderbolts in a way, too, which is fine. Yeah. Whatever they if they want to do that first, you know, but yeah. what they paid attention to detail in is 
uh, Jock, Jack, I guess you call, they called him in, in the yeah. show. He's the swordsman. Oh, he, that was my only regret in the series is there's not more of him. But, but the thing about him that was so amazing is the actor steals it before. You're not interested in him until you, Tony Dalton owns that character. <laughs> yes, he does. And that, especially episode six, you're like, where has this guy been the whole series? You could have had so much fun with this guy. Mm-hmm. And I love the way they built him up. And, you know, he finally comes out with his sword in his tuxedo at a party. But, like, this guy was amazing. Like, I want to see a series about him. Yeah, totally. I really do. Totally. Uh, the Swordsman. And that was a comic book that you and I would never have bought. Yeah. <laughs> no. Like, but I will. The, I'm going to go back. There's and not a person. If, you, if you're listening to this podcast <laughs> and you own a Swordsman comic book, please let uh, either Eddie or I know on social media. I, I would me- love I would love to know that that existed. Yeah, and tell me which ones to read because I want to go back and read some swords. But in that voice, in that voice, oh God, he <laughs> in, owned that. In, your, in that voice, in your in your head, so um, good. That was uh, it's pretty remarkable, and I th- and I thought that was um, that was it was just just brilliant. I mean, it it just it just was. Um, the whole aspect of the family, and now Linda Cardellini has ties to shield and this yeah. watch like is i know they had mockingbird and agents of shield but is she mocking is they have they reintroduced so, so, the mockingbird. so is it possible that that's mockingbird and that's... and and did you do that in the really longest way possible <laughs> that's what it seems like but uh, here here's the other point for as small a role as she has played you have a good amazing actress yeah so you ever see that show dead to me with yes. her and Christina Applegate? Yes. She's so good. I know. When they accidentally kill a, kill a guy. <laughs> the whole show is about killing this guy. Oh my God. It's so good. They're so good. Um, that's a, it, it's a strange one. And, and it's a, it's a really um, interesting thing, but it was unsolved. Yeah. Like you got closure on Yelena you pretty much get closure or at least a setup for Maya. Yeah. You get closure on Kate Bishop because Clint eventually. She, he, she, her. she literally hands off the mantle. He hands off the mantle yeah. to her at the end. Literally. Yeah. The scene so. when they're making all the arrows. That's great. Yeah. Jeremy Renner's best line is in the finale when uh, she t- uses the arrow to make the, the van really small and the <laughs> owl takes them away. And she goes, what now? And he goes, I don't know. I gotta ask Scott. Like, <laughs> but he nailed that line. Like he was yeah. perfect in it. Like he just was like, "Yeah, you never asked me that." Like, and it's good to see Jeremy Renner stretch out a little because he hasn't had that opportunity in really any of the other movies. He's almost think, just yeah. He he's like he's like a James Bond that couldn't be James Bond. Yeah, he was he, just had to, he had to be in his in his spots in the movies to push the plot forward, but he never right. got a chance to be Hawkeye. And I loved in the episode one how they uh, brought the the film Avengers into it, and yeah. they destroyed their house. And you see, and I mean, you I see don't, the collateral damage of the Battle of New York, no, which but you never you saw, really get to you feel. saw that. What I thought when you see Hawkeye falling and shooting the arrow, that's directly taken out of yeah. the film. Like yeah, to see taken, a different perspective on a right, shot you're seeing, from the old right. movie. Yeah, that that's where uh, with Disney Plus when they have that um, uh, assembled show. 
yeah where it's like the one hour making of all these things that would be pretty intense yeah that and it's it's, it's great to see that's where kate bishop that's where the character originated from from the battle of new york where you like we remember in the avengers movie where they just trash new york city and there's a couple interviews from some civilians at the end going oh my god the avengers saved us but you don't really see the the long lasting effects of what happened other than the original spider-man movie when michael keaton's character the vulture's character has to clean up the city and then that's taken from him but you don't see how it affect the people that live there and this little girl lost her father and it caused her to go down this path but yeah and that and then you find out that the father uh was a bad dude he yeah owed a lot of money to kink yeah i'm so sorry to hear that but, <laughs> but they but they tied all of that together like you know you know what i mean like you, the whole series, you think that the good guy died and the mom is now marrying this slime ball. Right. And in but that's reality, not it it's at the all. exact opposite. It's, it's literally the exact opposite. Yeah. That's another uh, amazing casting. Vera Farmiga yeah. is brilliant. I mean, how she's so absent minded, but not on purpose. Right. It's and just she's so just good. she's just a sociopath. <laughs> that's what it feels like she's not absent-minded she's just like this is the this is the where the world is honey one other uh, note that i was amazed to hear and this is something we're going to try to investigate on a future uh episode on the hall of justice is um when when uh hawkeye gets kidnapped i think it's episode three um i don't want to do chronological order because i think that's a boring podcast um but in, you remember he gets taken to the abandoned toy store? Yeah. That's KB Toys. I love that. <laughs> yeah, but there's a great tie-in. KB Toys had something to do with Marvel's bankruptcy in the Did 90s. It? In the 90s. And there's a guy by the name of Dan Revive who uh, is a journalist for CBS News who wrote a book on Marvel's bankruptcy. And KB Toys is all over. I read the book, but I read it 10 years ago. Um, it came out 10 years ago because my wife was working for Marvel. This is all pre Disney and she worked for Marvel and I wanted to know that Marvel was on strong ground. Right. And I always tell on the podcast, the context in which, when did she work for Marvel? She worked there from Spider-Man three till the first Iron Man. So it's the, you know, Marvel wanted to finance its own movie and then it was going to be Iron Man. And yes, I did say that's a stupid idea (laughs) because Iron Man was a bad comic book character. But what do you know? Yeah, but then they hired Robert (laughs) Downey Jr. and they made a great movie and, you know. Yeah. And the whole, you know. rest is history. The the podcast is literally just my penance. (laughs) My favorite Marvel story is uh, we would get invited to the screenings, not the premieres, but the, you know, they would have friends and family screenings. Because she left Marvel on great terms. You know, we had our kid and Disney bought them and they moved the licensing division over to L.A. So, right. you know, that was the whole whole thing. It wasn't like she got fired or anything like that. And the people at Marvel executives uh, became aware of this podcast. And when Iron Man 3 came out, I was visibly angry. <laughs> yeah, we, all, we know how much you hate the man. I hate I hated that movie and two Marvel executives as we're leaving the Zigfield, which is a a theater that doesn't exist anymore in Midtown Manhattan said, could you at least wait till it comes out before you rip it to shreds on your podcast? (laughs) 
<laughs> so if that guy's listening right now, all I can say is we loved Hawkeye and Spider-Man was really good too. And I didn't like Iron Man 3 when it first came out, but that movie's grown on me over time. It's because you've watched it again? I watched it several times. And it's, I like it more and more every time I watch it. I might have to do that. Maybe I'll, that could be another episode we do in 2022 where I re, <laughs> re-review Iron Man 3. <laughs> My thing with Iron Man 3 that I, I did still don't understand is they had been bought by Disney, by Disney for nearly a year when Iron Man 3 came out. Yeah. And he still has a Dora the Explorer watch. I mean, it's a misplace for branding for sure. Like you couldn't CGI Mickey Mouse in that in that like right? the four scenes that the watch is in. Like we couldn't make just that grab a, a pickup shot somewhere. Get a, a a second unit out there. And How film, hard is film, that? Film a watch. That movie sucked on many levels. <laughs> <laughs> but Hawkeye didn't. Uh, Hawkeye, oh, Hawkeye was, was great. Uh, it it it's a, it's a really uh, great show. It's another situation where they stole directly from a comic book. I don't know. Uh, you, you're you're more the comic book historian than I am um, that there's a story by a guy by the name of David Aha. Mm-hmm. Um, and it literally has the one eyed dog and Kate yeah. Bishop and this, this fight with the tracksuits and uh, everything from this storyline. Um, but that's is, what Marvel Marvel does so well is they, they just, they pull certain aspects of certain comic book storylines in but they fold it into their own narrative where they it's sort of like they're influenced by the comics, but they're not trying to redo the comic. Right. And they've, they've always done that so well because Spider-Man two, we're talking about Spider-Man two and Hawkeye coming out around the same time. And obviously Hawkeye Spider-Man no way home. Spider-Man two is an amazing movie that came out before this podcast, the word podcast ever existed. Spider-Man two is my, at one point was my all-time favorite comic. All-time favorite comic book movie. But I'm uh, Spider-Man no way home. Five. Oh, yeah. for sure, for sure, and still holds up if you watch it again. Oh, so good. Spider-Man: No Way Home. At the end, he's swinging through Rockefeller Center by the tree mm-hmm. with his new throwback suit. Mm. And so, does this happen? Is Spider-Man happening before or after Hawkeye? Like, because Hawkeye destroys the tree. Yeah, it's kind of concurrent. To me, that's like in a comic book. Like, if you're reading, um, you know. If I, I don't want to use a DC reference, but if you're reading, oh, don't do that. <laughs> but DC does this really brilliantly on how, like, if it's Christmas in in, in Metropolis, it's also Christmas in Coast City or right. know, Central City. I, I think these are simultaneous uh, right. things happening. Because um, I'm always trying to figure out timeline wise how everything's right. matched where up. Does in the, does where does this fit? Does this fit before or after? I don't know. Well, I, it, you have to answer the question of the, the gunshot at the end. Right. I mean, you don't have to, I guess. <laughs> I just want I just want to believe that that's Daredevil. The other th- interesting part about the Daredevil thing is um, was Kingpin snapped? Yeah. And does that have something to do with how he came out? I loved how they they showed where Yelena was during those five years. And why Yelena wasn't looking for Black Widow while right. Black Widow is in the Avengers Tower, remember running point on all the patrols right. and how well, miserable they were. What I loved about how what Black the movie Black Widow brought in and what this series brought in showing Elena is if you go back and watch Endgame with some of the scenes of Black Widow in Endgame, you see or in yeah, in Endgame, you see how disturbed she is, how broken she is. And that yeah. never sat well with me because I'm like, she doesn't have any connection with anybody. 
Right. Hawkeye right. was her best friend and he didn't get blipped. Right. So I don't understand why she was so sad and so desperate to try to bring everybody back. And it makes sense now that Yelena got blipped. And how literally she went to use the bathroom for like a minute. Yeah. And it's five years. Yeah. And the whole house is different. And, you know, as soon as you saw that, I call them feathers. I know a lot of people call them ash. I call them feathers. I think that the whole half the world got turned into feathers and it, it just shows you all of that, you know, and in real time, just like in WandaVision, when Monica Rambeau is in the in the hospital, right, sitting in the chair with her mom. And then all of a sudden, five years go by. She has no idea what's happened. Yeah. But what was cool I, about this I then wonder is... what happened to Kingpin. Right. Did he get blipped out? And you can't say, you know, because there's overcrowding issues. Yeah. You know, that's the whole theme of Falcon and Winter Soldier is, you know, people were displaced because people took over their real estate and things yeah. like that. And if Kingpin's gone, who's moving in on his territory and he's fighting to get it back. Right. Right. And they kind of hint that in Spider-Man about how Wong didn't get blipped, but Doctor Strange did. Right. So Wong became Sorcerer Supreme. Right. And that's a whole nod to um, the blip. And that you yeah. know, that's why that continues to pay off. Something again, and I take full responsibility for this. I thought the blip was stupid at the end of Infinity War because you had just signed Black Panther. <laughs> you well, had just gotten it. the rights to Spider-Man. And I just was like, how stupid do you think we are? But it's something that you knew happened. And yet they get payoffs for, I think, for the next yeah. 10 years. Well, I mean, going into Infinity War, if you'd read Infinity Saga at all, the Infinity Gauntlet at all, you knew these guys were coming back. Anyone gets blipped out is coming back. So it wasn't like that big of a deal. But the thing is, they set it up to, to really just pay it off in everything they're doing going forward. And the way they drip it out, like you see Monica Rambo come back in the ho- in the hospital room. You're like, oh, that's cool. And then in, in the panic of everybody, even in Spider-Man Far From Home, the, the band comes back mid-court in the basketball game. And you're like, this yeah. is how this is happening. And then to see uh, Elena come back and the actual wallpaper change in the room, like it was really, it's cool how they just keep adding to that the mythos of the blip and how people came back from it. Right. It's really, it's, it's cool. It's really cool. It is, it's very smart. I don't, I don't have another word for it other than this. Is, it's just cool. It's just, it's just really smart and it's deep. And what they're doing is they're bringing, you know, I always look at, you know, those big encyclopedias, like those big thick ones, Yeah. you know, and I always say that, that every edition of the MCU is a chapter in a book. And that's what this is. This is just some are good, some are bad, some are great. Right. You like some more than others, and that's yeah. that's all there they are. You know, Black Widow. The criticism of the Black Widow movie is not that it happened; it's when it happened. Right. You don't need the Black Widow movie shouldn't happen after she's dead. Right. It's, but it, I, it was like a make good. But they they but they gave it a point by introducing Yelena. So like, and they, how does Yelena? And how does Yelena find out that Clint? killed uh uh natasha which is what yelena believes for the whole show right until the very end it's because uh, elaine from seinfeld told her valentina valentina you know whatever her name is and i'm not looking up her name i, I <laughs> it's a long ass name just yeah, go it's, valentina it's valentina and, but like i, I was thinking the that whole ties series. in that ties into falcon and the winter soldier which ties into the black widow movie it, it, it's literally like it's an interconnected universe and that's amazing. And by showing me Kingpin and Daredevil, the other in yes, the movie, you brought you that now in. know you 
that my Jessica Jones can't meant something. <laughs> she happened. I didn't waste that time. Nope. Shang-Chi like, too has to have Iron Fist in. Has to. It should. It definitely nice. should. But and they like I now, thought you want to recast time... that. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just no. kidding. I was no. just kidding. Marvel. Just well, they've been recast before. Um <laughs> I thought I thought Kate Bishop's aunt in the, the apartment they were staying in the whole time. I thought that was gonna be that. I thought Valentina was gonna show up. I thought that was gonna be the aunt. Oh, yeah, I didn't think I didn't see that. That's what I that's what I felt like because he was drinking out of that mug that was in her room that said Thanos was right. Like I just saw like they had all these clues of like was right. <laughs> and and Valentina is the one who brought in Black Widow, you know, y- Yelena, and she was like, Here's I got a job for you. That that end credit scene in Black Widow, it's like I got another job for you. So that means Kate Bishop's mom directly hired Valentina to hire the Black Widow. Yep. So Valentina is the middle person in between all of that. Has the, to be. Uh, the um the the Ronin uh suit was a neat way of going there without having to go there. Yeah. Like again, in our simpleton brains, if they just did a flashback episode, you would have been fine with it. Right. And you, you, we didn't know, but to have the Ronan storyline all over and to just have little dribs and drabs of everything that happened. Yeah, and, and, to, and, to, and to know how much that suit kind of meant during that five-year period where he was going around taking out organized crime throughout the whole world and how many enemies that suit made. And that's why burning it at the end makes a lot of sense. Yeah, but you have to get rid of it. Don't ever uh, cook on that grill. <laughs> because... There's no amount of flame. Think about everything that's on that suit, all the blood oh, and just, bodily fluids, <laughs> just, sweat. Just disgustingness is on that. <laughs> like, I would have lit a bonfire. I would not have uh, put that in. You now, know. I have another question about the whole thing about how everything was lifted out of the Avengers compound, like, you know, the underground black market with the Ronin suit and the sword and the watch and all that stuff. Does that tie in when uh, in Spider Man? No way home when they go in and they raid Stark Industries and they're pulling all the equipment out because those truckloads are being shipped out of Stark yeah. Industries. Maybe you know, like it's like, is that all the same process where this stuff gets all put onto the black market because it's all been taken out of the compound? I mean, I think that's a subtle nod. I I I mean, I you just don't you don't put it past them. Yeah, and yeah. Happy's got a freaking thing in his in his laundry room. Yeah. So like Happy yeah. took some stuff too. Like they, everybody, everybody took a piece of the Avengers. But that um, that apartment didn't need to be destroyed, and the ant didn't need to die if Peter had just fucking listened to Doctor Strange. Right. But then the, all these other guys would have died. Sorry, I'm not over it. If you listen to last week, I uh, I, I had I had issues. I Tom Holland has got to die. Somebody has no. to. Teach. Yes, no, she does. Tony Stark died. You're done with the dying. And you lost an opportunity. You had Marissa Tomei. You lost an opportunity to have her be part of storylines for years to come. And you, you, you blew it. Yeah. It's so, such a pointless death. Who was going to give the great responsibility line? Somebody had to give it. But you see, you don't know if, if Peter ever had an Uncle Ben. Well, you know, in I think the first movie they see you see his initials on a briefcase. On I know, movie, but, on but when Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield um, talk to him about that, they all their stories are still all better than his. Well, yeah, to, I think Tobey Maguire's is the most. Yeah, it's the best. It, is the it's most absolute best comic book oriented version of Spider-Man. Yeah, something I asked last week that I was curious to get your answer on. 
who had the leverage and who do you think Marvel signed first? Because if they sign Garfield, there's no point in having Garfield without Toby. And if they sign Toby, there's no point in having Toby without Garfield. I think Toby was the big get. I think they had to get Toby and then Garfield was be like, I, I think you could have done that movie without Garfield. Though Garfield is my favorite Peter Parker. But those are two awful movies. They are, but I think he encompasses Peter Parker better than Either any of the of other them. two. Yeah. He is the most comic book like Peter Parker. Yeah, those movies are awful, but he is a good Peter Parker. But I think they got to- you had to get Toby because showing Doc Ock. I mean, like those are the ones that people remember. People didn't really remember the Amazing Spider-Man all that much, it's right? But you had the Spider-Man. lizard. You had the original actor for the lizard. You had Jamie Fox was was in it. Um, they teased you by saying that they were in it. To Jamie Fox and Alfred Molina were in it. Right. You know, Alfred Molina did some podcast where he started spewing all the plot. And everything right. coming in. and just... But I think you could have done this movie just bringing in Spider-Man 1 through 3. I don't th- I think you could have done this movie without doing the, any nods to Amazing Spider-Man. If, if Peter learned from this, I, I'll tie this back into Hawkeye. Yeah. If Peter learned this, you know, that, 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 that's, that's what Marshall's argument was, was that he needed this experience to learn how to be a hero. He's been to goddamn space. I, what else does he need to, to learn how to be a hero? Some people take longer to learn than others. I mean, it's, it's so ridiculous. He's learned now, I hope. The hopefully the learning is over. But does he join, like, if Kate Bishop is starting a group, is Sam Wilson in that group? And, you know, all these different heroes are in these groups. Is Spider-Man part of that? I don't know. The new Avengers? I don't know. I don't. I mean, no one knows who he is right now. So, but they know. But Spider Man's real. Spider Man's real, but no one knows who he is. I don't know. I don't know. That's like an un. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm. I'm just wondering. Like, I mean, I, mean, I would assume he's going to join some same, team. If you think about it, Kate Bishop's 22. They're about the yeah. same age. Yeah. Is Yelena yeah. Black? Is does Yelena join the new Avengers? Yeah, or is she in the you know Valentina's Thunderbolts with U.S. agents? Like, is is there? Are they filming a? Oh, that. You know, like, is she putting together a team and Yelena is sort of like, the, she hasn't decided which wow. way she's going yet. Wow. You know? Marvel is back to home runs. <laughs> I know. Like, if they assemble a Thunderbolts and a new Avengers and that's a movie, like, I mean, come if on. If you want to make a new Avengers movie with all these characters that you've spent all this time, you know, introducing. Because remember, Kate Bishop's had more screen time, you know, in her series than... Hawkeye did in the first, in the first movies. all the movies that he was in. Right. right. You have him there. That's pretty amazing. But like, yeah, if, I would love to see a Thunderbolts versus young new Avengers movie. That'd be a, so cool. Yeah. And I, I guess I was, I was reading, I didn't know this, but the watch is for agent 19 mockingbird is agent 19. That's Linda. It has to be Linda. Carter. It's gotta be mockingbird. They're just reintroducing her. I guess. I don't know how they're going to get out of the, cause they, they had her in. Did she ever leave the house. I don't know. Is she the new, is she going to be the new, uh, 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 what's his, uh, I can't think of the name. I'm just blanking on the name. The, the eye patch. Nick uh, Fury. Nick, Nick Fury. Fury. Is she the new Nick Fury for the new, the young Avengers? I don't is know a the, lot about Mockingbird. You know, I know that she was with Hawkeye, <laughs> but like, yeah, is she going to be, is it Valentina versus Mockingbird and Thunderbolts versus young Avengers or new Avengers? Who I don't Clint know. Clint was romantically involved with mockingbird yeah not not natasha and not because that was the other thing like natasha they're so close you just kind of wondered 
you know? Yeah. I mean, you know, cold, cold night in Siberia, you never know. <laughs> cold night in Budapest. <laughs> right. That's how they remember. <laughs> you That's the movie we want to see. You imagine? Um, do we know her first name? Because in uh, the comics, it's Bobby Morse. Now, here, I'll give you a continuity. Flaw. Right. You ready? Here's a yeah, continuity yeah. flaw. Okay. Uh, do we know her name? I can look that up. But Bobby Morse, who is Mockingbird, was portrayed by Adrian Palicki in the second and third seasons of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Right. You think they wrote Adrian Palicki out? I, I mean, I guess maybe they're retconning. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe they Which just is... recast her. Like, wouldn't it be cool if um, when they tell Linda Cardellini's backstory, eventually in whatever product, yeah, like they incorporate Adrian Palicki's story? I mean, that would be the Marvel thing to do. I mean, but they never really said Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is folded into the... I mean, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. definitely is affected by the MCU, but is it really truly part of the MCU the way they've pulled in Daredevil and Kingpin? I don't know. See, I'm a believer that everything, like I said, it's chapters of a book. And like Inhumans was a chapter of a book. Uh, Hit Monkey, which by the way, I highly recommend. I got to watch Hit Monkey. I haven't watched it yet. Uh, Hit Monkey... Jason Sudeikis is fantastic. <laughs> and a guy we had on the podcast, Fred Tattasiori, um, who we had on this podcast, uh, he is the acclaimed voice actor. Um, mm. He was Hulk in all the Hulk cartoons. He's the monkey. Oh, really? He's the monkey. And Jason Sudeikis is like this ghost that yeah. hangs around with them, with them and they go all through Japan. And it's absolutely hysterical. <laughs> Jason Sudeikis is hysterical in it. And he's not Ted Lasso. It's not that. It's Jason Sudeikis SNL. Yeah. In that. And he's this ghost. And he goes wherever the monkey goes. He can't get away from the monkey. So it's hilarious. It's it's hysterical. I want to watch it. Absolutely hysterical. Cannot recommend Hawkeye enough. That's all I can say. I enjoyed it. Cannot recommend Hawkeye enough. All right. Last question. Yeah. If you had to rank them, now I saw what you did with continuity, and I don't think there's an answer. If you had to rank them, okay, is Hawkeye better than Spider-Man: No Way Home? Mm, no, because no. of the nostalgia. Because of the nostalgia factor. Yeah, because of I the just, fan service. Yeah, I just and the way they just didn't make a movie that was all fan service, but also had a story to it. Like it wasn't just nods and winks to their old stuff. It was like they folded in and made these characters part of the story that they were telling the best the best part of spider-man no way home is andrew garfield saving mj yes to give that character some redemption and but you have to see that other movie but yeah i mean you have to see you know 11 hours of other movies to get the two (laughs) hours of this movie i understand that but you know but marvel is assumes that you've seen all of their other movies too so (laughs) one of my favorite tweets was when um matt murdoch you know when it's out that matt murdoch's in spider-man um, they said, I'm going to rewatch all of Daredevil. I'm like, that's a, that's 36 hours. Yeah. Like when I, I, I kind of knew Kingpin was coming into Hawkeye and then I had an idea that Matt Murdock might show up in Spider-Man. So my son Colton, who's a huge MCU fan, yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, I'm going to show him Daredevil just so he knows who Hawkeye or Daredevil or Matt Murdock and Kingpin are. I it's forgot how rated violent that's a very rated R. <laughs> 
the, yeah. the scene where De- uh, Murdoch has the, the 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 police officer, the fake police officer, up on the building, and he jabs a knife into his eye socket. And I'm like, okay, I should probably yeah. not <laughs> show him this. Nope, nope, nope. But he he watched it and he dug it, and then like he got the he was part of the pop in the theater when Matt Murdoch caught the brick because he knew he recognized him. He's he like, recognized him, He's and like, he he was able guy. Yeah. he was able to cheer because he knew what that meant. Charlie Cox is so good as Matt Murdock. I love him. Great. Charlie, and D'Onofrio is so good as Kingpin. It's some of the most perfect casting Marvel's ever done are those two. But the but the cool part about it is the last thing you saw, even though it wasn't in real time, the last thing you saw of Kingpin is he's going off to prison. Yeah. But many years have passed. At least five. At least five. Have passed. Since, if not more. So you don't know how Kingpin got out and you don't need to know. He got out. How yeah. about that? That's plausible. And in comic book world, that's fine. He got out. So now he's out and don't kill. They didn't kill him. No, they didn't kill him. If you've read the comics at all, he did not get killed. They did not kill him. That they almost ripped. It was almost scene for scene from the comic book pages yeah. of Echo pulling the a gun on Kingpin. Is, yeah, the whole thing is pretty much scene for scene from the. And comic. if they didn't show it, then it didn't happen. It's amazing. And they amazing. didn't show it. Amazing. Uh, Eddie, uh, thank you so much for doing this. Um, how can people find you on social media? And of course, how can they see your comedy special? Uh, you can check me out on all social platforms at Eddie Pence, E-D-D-I-E-P-E-N-C-E, uh, Twitter and Instagram and all that stuff. Um, my comedy special, if you have Amazon Prime, you can go check it out on Amazon Prime. It's the unspecial comedy special. If Who not, doesn't have Amazon Prime? I don't know. At this point, my grandmother, I think. She doesn't. Um, she, she doesn't want the packages on time. Well, she can't because she's dead. So. Oh. <laughs> Both of them. Well, that's dark humor. I hope the special <laughs> is funnier than that. Anyway, uh, Amazon Prime. Everybody has Amazon Prime. So just go watch it or just buy it on any transactional platform. iTunes, all that other stuff. Yeah, that's so, so good. Uh, I want to say uh, send a special thank you to all the people who have come on this show uh, to help with these reviews. Uh, I want to send a special shout out to Chris Horvital. Uh, he is the CEO of underdog, which uh, hosts this podcast. Uh, we were going to do an episode with Chris kind of a behind the, the scenes, but then Hawkeye and Spider-Man both ended at the same time. So screw it, Chris, you'll have to come on next year. Uh, but, uh, thank you to everybody who has made this podcast a success. You know, this is, this is the best, uh, to have a podcast that you can talk about this genre is just incredible. Uh, considering in sports radio back in the 90s, they said, you don't talk about Batman. You don't do that. That's not what men talk about. Now, we see them. Uh, Thank you. Have a happy and safe new year with this Omicron nonsense. Be careful out there, but uh, come back. We'll see you in 2022 for another episode and many more of the Hall of Justice.